It's been quiet this whole time, and all of a sudden, somebody wants to cut some shit. Welcome back to a, another episode of Sweet Gravy, and today we have a guest with us. Um, he's been on the show before. He's a graviteer, a sweet graviteer, as we call them. You know, oh, yeah. in, in the Mickey Mouse Club, uh, we uh, they they have the the Mouseketeers, <laughs> and we've decided that we're gonna adopt the Sweet Graviteers, and we've got Mister Mister Jaguar Paw himself. Cheers, people. It's ginger ale. It's not any beer. It's too oh, early to drink. Well, ginger ginger ale is basically a ginger beer, right? Ale is a beer. And you know what the weird thing is? Ginger ale, ginger's a root, right? So basically ginger yeah, ale root. is root beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good connection there. But, but you never thought about it like that. <laughs> never did. Don't I? Only you would think about some shit like that. Like, <laughs> that's so I just true. like to I just like to pop it open and drink it, you know. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Get the burp out. Yeah. You you know, we're not a big uh soda family here. Mm. Um we uh we're we're water, uh uh coffee, uh, a lot of coffee, you know. Mm -hmm. Um and uh some tea, you know? Uh there might be some wine. You know, a, a little bit of the 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 pee the peebs the peevers, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's pretty much it. But there was this exactly. soda that was coming out, uh, Mountain Dew Major Melon. That was a watermelon flavored Mountain Dew, mm -hmm. and I kept buying it because it was it was funny to just keep showing up with you know more and more Mountain Dew in the house, and nobody was drinking it. It was like just the stockpile. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> this, this joke is at my expense. You, you, yeah. You know what? Mountain Dew is a uh, cultural thing because I don't, I don't even know if I've ever had Mountain Dew to be honest. Uh huh. I can't recall. I don't know. I don't remember ever having Mountain Dew. Maybe once in my life, uh -huh. and that was the, the the regular green one that everybody knows. Um. But yeah. I don't know. It's a cultural thing because I don't. I don't drink that shit. Right. But, yeah. You know. You gotta get a. I, you gotta get a case of Mountain Dew. Hop on your dirt bike. Go out yeah. to the country. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Now, nah, mine's would be get a case of Pabst and then get on the bike. Right. Which is probably not a good idea to do both of those things. But well, people make people make decisions, choices. You know, might not always be the you smartest. Have too many choices. Yeah. You can't. You can't have too many choices. With me, it's either water, <laughs> coffee, beer whiskey that's it only that's four a, that's the four yeah oh and uh, ginger ale oh that's ginger ale <laughs> that's it. but that's only for the burps no <laughs> yeah the burps and, and maybe the occasional nausea you know after uh drinking uh whiskey meat you know yeah no, no eyes no can't do that shit no more can't mix it's horrible you you're only a neat man Yes. No, I notice now at my age, uh, if I do cocktails, it, mm -hmm. it affects me um, a little more. Really? Which is weird because you would think it would be the, it's like the opposite. If you, you know? if you do the whiskey with uh, unsweetened iced tea, that's what I've been trying to do. So you don't get the, uh, like a, well, because if you do the whiskey neat and then you do like, a, I always do a chaser on the side. Like, I won't mix mm -hmm. it, but I'll have, like, a little chaser on the side. So instead yeah. of having Coke as a chaser, I start doing unsweetened iced tea. And it doesn't See, the taste the best, but it's not so sweet. <laughs> See, the problem with, with cocktails is that if it tastes good, it goes down good. You yeah. know, you drink it with no fear. You're like, ah, yeah, this is great, you know. And, you know. Uh, but lately, since I've been drinking it neat, it's like, it's good, but it also reminds me how strong that shit is, mm -hmm. especially yeah. depending on what you're drinking. And I drink like uh, 
you know, Kirk will agree with this whiskey. Uh, while turkey or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, that shit's rocky fuel, bro. I can't. I can't. I've never. I don't think I've ever had wild turkey. Uh, oh it, man, it was. It, it, it'll cleanse. It'll cleanse. The, <laughs> cleanse the, the demons the in you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, wild turkey was whenever I was in college. That was my go-to. You could get a, a fifth of wild turkey one hundred and one, and that's all you needed uh, for a little bit. And uh, you know, I I had these aspirations of being like a, a certain writer who, you know, I read that it was his drink of choice, Mr. Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, he was a wild turkey man. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be just like that. But I'll tell you, I haven't had a wild turkey beverage <laughs> since I left Catalina. Like, <laughs> I, I remember you were like a scientist with it. Like you will start making your, your, uh, what do you, uh, you start making it. Um, you do it sour, whiskey sours, correct? Sometimes, yeah. But then you would make the, you make your own. What is it called? Your own. Uh, help me out with this. Um, you make it like in a pot on the stove. Oh no, no, that wasn't me. Not. Uh, I don't know who did that. Um, no, but I, I saw you do that once. You saw so. me make make yeah, a, like a hot yeah. toddy, like. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a. Hot, you were preparing. The, a simple like mixtures? like making a like a simple, simple syrup. syrup there yeah. you go yeah they were like i was like what are you doing <laughs> and like i'm making simple syrup like, what yeah for what and i remember saying something dumb like for your pancakes or i don't know what I said. <laughs> right a simple syrup for my he's pancakes like, yeah he's like no johnny uh it's gonna be for my uh whiskey sour yeah like, had my dedicated turk cup <laughs> which had the, the i'm like ah the okay. uh cup with the straw that wouldn't fall out of it you know and i would always pretend to drop my cup but i would catch it by the straw it was some good times yeah. <laughs> but you know living with you know living with this man everything's a damn production oh yeah i'm a i'm aware i'm aware it's like, for sure it's it's uh it's fun sometimes yeah. yeah yeah kurt got his yeah. his little tricks always got to have yeah. tricks uh yeah, I I think that it was um your uh your thirtieth birthday, and I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, Ooh, your thirtieth birthday, good. you had these. It was a surprise party for you, right? Yeah, and uh, um, you had a a taco man there, a man making tacos, yeah. right? And yeah. I didn't have any cash. I was kind of I was I was island poor still, you know, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about living on the island, you're like, "Hey, it's better than being city poor." Yeah, that's true, you know. Yeah, very true. <laughs> you know, I the funny thing is um, you know, going through that time like working there and then you're like, well, I don't have any bills to pay, but also all of that, all of your bills, they still come out of your check. So you don't have any money anyway. Like, so yeah, yeah. I, I've actually kind of found out that not working there, I actually live a little more comfortably, you know? <laughs> I, yeah. What? Well, yeah. Yeah. I can see where you're going with that. And it's true. I yeah. mean, um, but like they always said, uh, when you sign up, you you don't come here for the money. Right. Yeah. It's the you know, experience. You come here for the for the lifestyle. Right. And uh, when Ben told me that, I understood it because I was in that state of my life where I wanted some. I want something completely different, like right. something else. Yeah. Like I mean, I, I you know I grew up in the West Coast and I know the beach and I grew up in that environment, but you know I wanted to live that 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 uh, island life. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like it was just uh, something I wanted to just try out. Like I knew I was going to stay. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Right. So when he said that, I'm like, that's cool. Sign me up. You know, I'm I'm here to stay. And that's when he's like, oh, okay. All right. I was like, when when am I leaving? <laughs> the, the boat's he's right like, oh, there. No, are we hopping on the boat yeah, right there? Like, are we going right now? He's like, oh, no. Well, like a couple of days. A <laughs> couple of days. We got we to gotta get you to pee in a cup first. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I think it also depends on how you, um, like you say, island poor and you bring up those things. But I, de I think it depends on you live more comfortable after leaving the island because of the situation that you went into after leaving versus mm -hmm. people we know that's in California that's barely making it. 
Like they would much rather yeah. they're way more comfortable on an island and living in California and can't make it on their own. So yeah. Well, you know what it is to me? To me, what it was is that I started to get very the city was causing me very high anxiety and like physical problems. Like I, I, I remember looking around one day one day and I was like, I can't stand this shit anymore. Like mm-hmm. the noise, the people. The crazy shit that I don't know sometimes happens uh, for some reason living in a city um, pressure just that it started to I started to feel like physically sick of it all mm-hmm. and not only that but like the feel like associations you, you you have or with people certain people or certain influences and um that all can it, it all can just spiral and it's just like when i made that decision i'm like i'm ready for something else like something more calming uh mm-hmm. and you know we work hard there but the the problem wasn't the working hard it was the just the environment like the ocean just being more in nature uh more in a calm calm place um yeah so when i when i first got there i was like this is where i where i need to be right now mm-hmm. Yeah, and and not, I'm feeling that I'm feeling that. Recently, I've been feeling that again, but I would want to move somewhere more that's not California. You right. get me? Yeah, mm-hmm. or somewhere farther out in California. But um, because I've I've talked to this, I mean, but I have kids. I have kids that are very small. So when you have kids that small, you can't really make that migration because you know they're very small. They don't understand you, it. They don't know. It's not only that, but it's like the, the their mother works. You know, I gotta work, so we rely on their grandparents. Uh, yeah, uh, to take care of them because uh, the Moni's uh, mom, she's pretty much retired, so she has that that time to help us with our kids. So, I mean, if you're in a situation like that where you want to relocate, it's like a whole lifestyle thing. And then you got to have to think about who's going to take care of the, the kids. You know, It's not like the good old days. We can just leave them at home. And <laughs> <laughs> because I've met people with kids that said, man, I feel so bad. But I remember sometimes my mom, my wife wouldn't come uh, home. I would have to leave work when my wife is barely coming back from work. So mm-hmm. I'd have to just leave my kids for like. 20 minutes by themselves. <laughs> and that was that but was definitely us growing up. It was yeah, like my mom exactly, got home yeah. and my dad left and it was about a 45 mm-hmm. minute period where we would be home by ourselves and I remember two guys try to break into the house in between that 45 minute period once cuz they oh, had been yeah. watching the whole time and my mom got home in the middle of them trying to break in and grab their gun and everything but yeah, oh, it was sure. a yeah. But yeah, our there parents definitely. The area. Yeah, yeah, they was they had been watching for days. So, oh damn! Like we ain't have shit. I don't know what they was gonna get. <laughs> they just need to get in there. We gotta go in there and see if they don't have anything, right? <laughs> we, don't have <laughs> we don't know that they don't have anything. Well, we gotta they, see. They were just they were just scoping. Like, what do you think they're having for dinner? And the guy's like, I think it's like spaghetti tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Garlic bread. Garlic I bread. Know, I don't know. Smells <laughs> <I was> like. <laughs> Dipping sauce for the garlic bread? I don't fucking know. <laughs> if, I tell you, I'm going to be really disappointed if they don't have that dipping sauce. I'll tell you. Mm. Uh. If they liked what they were making for dinner, they probably would have broken sooner. But, uh. <laughs> it's weird. You break into a poor, you break into a house in a poor neighborhood. Exactly. He's like, why? He's like, that's the thing. I don't understand. Why? Why do the poor want to steal from the poor? It's like they basically have the same shit you probably have. It's mm-hmm. Because it's probably uh, easier to get inside than it is in a neighborhood exactly, with exactly. all the security measures. Yeah. It's like desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah. measures. But if you want to steal from a rich area, you're going to have to be a little bit more uh, organized. You know, <laughs> have the black... Have the black beanie, the black glasses, the black, the black beanie, shirt, black shirt, black pants, gotta... the black shoes, the black. <laughs> you get it? You get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. You just can't wear. You can't just wear red or light light blue or jeans, <laughs> and purple shoes, or you know uh, your your favorite cap that everybody knows you. That you, you gonna wear, wear the next day? The time <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> you gotta dress like you. you you got to dress for success. 
<laughs> that's yeah. that's hilarious. Uh, you know, I I saw. Um, I know that you were watching this uh, last night. I woke up this morning. I watched the first two episodes of McCartney. Uh, three, two, oh, one. Man. I loved it. I loved it. If if I, if I didn't start getting sleepy because of the whiskey, uh-huh. I would have stayed up all night and watched it. But um, like I said, now in my age, if, if you stay up all night, it hurts, bro. It hurts the next day. Next day. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> you start trying to like you start going to sleep at random times. Like, nah, no good. I uh, but so- I, I loved it, dude. So McCartney, uh, Carmen was asleep when I was watching it. It's uh, McCartney 321. It's Paul McCartney of the Beatles, and he's talking to Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin is like basically like a pro- prolific producer. He's, oh, yeah. He's produced oh, yeah. for the Beastie Big Boys, time. Slayer, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, just I think the Dixie Chicks, U2. Uh, just the list goes on. He's produced for tons and tons yeah. of people. And they, they go through um, basically songs and how they were written, what they were doing in the studio. Mm-hmm. But what makes it really cool is that they put the songs through the mixer and they isolate like pieces of yeah, what yeah. the music's going on. And it's really cool to see. Like I, I yeah. loved it. What I saw, like I'd like to see some more, but what I did see, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. No, yeah, like I posted something on Facebook about it and I'm like, they, they dissect everything. And then they were talking about like some of the Beatles songs, even though they're so like, um, you know, the Beatles, poppy, soft, her, her, like harmony and, uh, you know, but one of the songs they were talking about how the bass is so heavy and distorted. Mm-hmm. So it's like heavy distortion um, mixed with like softer music. And it's like it. it and when I when they were isolating, I was like, "Oh wow, that is a pretty heavy bass bass sound for mm-hmm. like that type of song." And I'm like, "Huh?" And they start talking about how like the ideas behind the songs, like "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds," came to be because they say drugs, and yes, maybe they were doing drugs at the time, but it had something to do with I forgot who's. I think it was uh, John Lennon's son drew a picture of some chick, and then like the stars. Like, mm-hmm. Stars above. I don't know if you've seen that episode yet. No, I haven't got. I didn't okay, make it that then, far. Yeah, but it, well, so that's yeah. where they got the idea from a drawing that John Lennon saw. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he paper. just so happened to be on LSD as he was looking at the drawing. There right? you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, Dude, Dad, look what I drew. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make a famous song about it. <laughs> yeah, but it was really. It's really cool though. Really cool to watch, and you know, it, yeah. it's 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 cool to. I think that you know one one of the things that's weird is you know it's it's coming from Paul McCartney and like you know his yeah, version yeah. of the story. You know, because nobody cares what Ringo thinks about what happens whenever they're in the studio, and the other two guys are dead. So you like, know. <laughs> what about Ringo? Man? Yeah, what about Ringo? Where, where's he at? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, There's not going to be a, a star three, two, one. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know so you kind of see it from his perspective you know paul mccartney's yeah. but you know just to have those two heads there and a guy uh communicating it uh, uh talking about it to another guy who completely understands music like this is a guy that mm-hmm. produces mm-hmm. all types of music any kind of music you could think of rick rubin can do it right so you know it's just two two minds just like and to see that discussion is great. I, I really enjoy it. I can't wait to finish it. It's only like six episodes. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. The thing about like a, a, I like about Rick Rubin, and I noticed that uh, from the TV show, um, is that um, when Paul McCartney was talking, you can tell that Rick Rubin is genuinely amazed by what he hears and what Paul's saying. Right. Like he's engaged the whole time. Like, he smiles at him. He's just like looking at him and he's just generally amazed about what he hears and what he's and what Paul's telling him. Mm-hmm. So that just tells you how uh, passionate Rick Rubin is about music. Right. Um, and I got I got a, a, a I, ha- I listened to a podcast called No Dogs in Space. I don't know if you heard of it. No. It's a music podcast and they, they do deep dives into their first season was all about punk rock from Iggy Pop to the Misfits. Um, 
stuff like that. And they made the their last one to wrap up the season was about the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. And it's five parts. And um, they talk about Rick Rubin and their relationship with the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. So Rick Rubin was very uh, interested in them. All right, who is Rick Rubin? He's a producer. He's oh, a music okay. producer. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a weirdo. Long hair. Yeah, he's got beard. long hair. Like I yeah. said, uh, I think he produced uh, Kanye West a couple his his first two albums. Um, Let me help her out. Let me yeah. help her out. Uh, he kind of looks like Evan Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of look like Roadhouse. Only uh, he's 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 got a little less on the top. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little less. Uh, longer beard, you know? yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll check it out. No dogs in space is really good. I think you I, enjoy that podcast. I feel like you sent me a uh, an episode, and it was about the uh, about Led Zeppelin. And I was like, I was like, why would you send that to me? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That that was a different podcast called oh. um, Your Favorite Band Sucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what they do is that they go into they uh, dissect uh, bands like Led Zeppelin, uh, Black Sabbath, um, but they, these guys, okay, the song, uh, one of the guys, the host, is the son of, uh, um, what the fuck, is the son of, um, can't believe I'm blanking out on his name, David Allen Coe. Oh, okay, Countryman. Yeah, so he's, but he knows music or whatever, he's mm-hmm. like a musician. And, what they do is that they dissect the band and they tell people like their, their mission is to tell you how your favorite band sucks basically and why it sucks. <laughs> right. And why they, they pick your brain and try to uh, like very, they pick your brain and they try to make you think about why is it really that you like this band? Mm-hmm. And I like it because I disagree with them, but I also can see why they would say something. Like that. Right. So it's like a love and hate kind of thing. Like uh, they actually make fun of uh, John Bonham's drum kit because they said that his drum kit, his bass pedal would squeak. It had this infamous squeak that no one ever, only musicians and I think whoever played with caught it. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to the music, you will never be able to catch it because everything's edited, right? Right. But, they said for some reason his pedal always squeaked. <laughs> <laughs> so you like learn things like that. And, uh-huh. and of course they say Led Zeppelin is like a prolific fucking cover band. Cause they are, they cover a lot of blues. Right. Um, and they have their own shit, but for the most part, it's the bluesy shit that got them into, uh, I guess fame you can say. Uh-huh. Or, but I mean, that's, that's just, that's a lot of music, you know? Everyone took from the rhythm and blues and, and stuff like that. So yeah, everybody took a little bit of like you know from that culture. Wow. So it's kind of like they weren't the only ones to do that, and they won't be the last. You know, so everyone gives and takes. Right now, take? you got who you got popping right now in the industry. I would say who would you say the top, uh, maybe top three people in in a pop world is right now. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I know it's gonna be probably Justin now. Bieber, Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, oh, probably okay. all those but, the younger people right okay. now. Okay, Justin Bieber, I've known of. Uh, who else did you say? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, I heard her name around. Uh, Taylor, you've heard her name around. <laughs> Taylor yeah, Swift, like, one heard, of the biggest yeah, musicians like, in the world. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. So I was I was at work one time. I was working at this deli. This girl was playing some music. And uh, and some Taylor Swift came on. I had no idea who it was. Mm. And uh, this other woman was like, "Oh, you you like T Swift?" And she was like, "Yeah, I love it." And I've never heard Taylor. <laughs> I if you played Taylor Swift for me right now, I wouldn't even know what she sounds like. I'd be like, "Who is this?" Yeah, they marketed her right though. They marketed her like one of those teen uh, idols that was out when she first came out. So she made deals everywhere, and I think that she's one of the highest paid musicians in the world right now. Mm. Uh, it was her and Justin Bieber co- uh, competing, mm. but I'm pretty sure she's the highest paid musician. See, me and Kirk are in the same place. I hear the name and I recognize, it, right. right? Yeah, because 
even though I'm not looking for it, you you pick up shit, you know. So yeah, um, I don't even know any of her music. If you would play it and say, "Oh, this is Taylor Swift," I'm like, "Oh, okay." Because yeah, she's yeah, for she's for teenage girls. Her demographic, her uh, demographic, even though she's probably not too much younger than we are. Well, you probably a little older than I am, Johnny. I'm sorry, yeah. but um, <laughs> <laughs> she she's probably in her uh, later twenties, I would say. But she still markets towards fourteen year olds. Like her music is still for yeah. the young teenage girls. And that's where so her if audience you're a, is. So if you're a thirty five year thirty four year old man, then and listening to that, you should probably be concerned, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But she still is one of the biggest or in the not, world right now. Or not. Or not, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. Could be yeah. your could be your jam. Different man. strokes for different folks. You know, you know I so. knew I knew this man nicknamed the last red blooded American, and he loves some uh, Lana ah. Del Rey. You know, but see that's different. Like I, <laughs> I, I like Lana Del Rey. Like <laughs> huh? I, I I think I'd rather listen to her than I, I don't know Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like I, I'm the same way. I like Lana Del Rey. I probably listened to her before Taylor Swift, but I still do recognize that Taylor Swift the biggest recording artists in the world right now <laughs> i remember one time we were uh with i was with ted in his room and he started you know like you say we play uh what was it lana what'd you say? Lana, lana del, del rey, rey yeah and um he just went into this mode and i'm just like looking at it i'm just like hell yeah yeah he's feeling it. he loves it mm-hmm. <laughs> he started singing along he was like doing some weird shit like that that man he would he would lose himself like inside of inside of things and you know it it was like it was like there were things playing in his head you know because he would he'd be he'd be sitting there and you know he'd kind of be talking to himself he'd have this internal dialogue going on and then it would just spout out of his mouth towards the people that were around and for that moment for you it was him dancing you know he heard the music playing in his head and he was just you know ah i i was pretty drunk and then i'm looking at him and i'm thinking man this man his mind is filled with chaos <laughs> but, <laughs> but but when he's listening to her it's like everything makes sense to everything him. makes sense yeah. <laughs> he's like now i get the world yeah and, and and for that slight moment like all the voices just Go to sleep. <laughs> they drown out the voices. <laughs> Lana Del Rey, the drowner out of my voices, my inner voices. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, that's cool, man. That, that that's that's the place I want to be consistently, uh-huh. you know, or wish we could all be there consistently, right? In that lost state of that lost state of of uh, I guess happiness. I don't know what you want to call it. But yeah, he he was a trip. Ted was a trip. Uh-huh. He was a trip. He was fun. Who knows where that man is? Yeah. One thing's for sure, he's he, you know uh, what do they say? Rolling stones don't gather no moss. They don't gra- gather any moss. Yeah, don't got any moss. He's probably you know somewhere else. You know? <laughs> Definitely. Hopefully, alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's going on with your uh, with your state right now? Are you guys about to be back? wear a mask again or what look to be honest i've been a masker since the beginning um what what it seems like is going on right now is this new strain that's going on um you know like everything else there's uh, speculation and people you know theories and people just using their imagination a lot and oh you know they're just making this up so people are for feel forced to get vaccinated blah 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 well, I mean, it kind of makes sense because if you know anything about viruses and if you've been following, viruses will evolve. Um, and maybe, yeah, maybe this is another strain. Um, but if, whether you want to get vaccinated or not, honestly, just wear the fucking mask because I guess that's the only thing, quote unquote, that has been um, kind of... Uh, curving it but it's like everything is so fucked up like the cdc tells you one thing and then they tell you not to do it and then this place it's just yeah, a whole shit a bunch show. of misinformation nobody knows it's, what's going on they don't know what's going shit. on when everything's like this such a shit show all you all you can really do is take care of yourself and use common sense that's it mm-hmm. go back to square one 
just keep washing your hands. Just keep sanitizing. Just keep fucking, but don't sanitize too much because then your skin won't get used to germs anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, just wear the mask if it's needed. And, you know, a uh, little alcohol don't ever hurt, you know? Right. Did you get vaccinated? I did. I did. And uh, to be honest, it, when I was told to get vaccinated, I really did not. At first, I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't know. But I did this thing where I'm like, okay, I know people that got vaccinated. It's been months now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you go first and see what happens. But then I was, then I got vaccinated and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to get vaccinated. I mean, what, what, what else can possibly go wrong? You get right. me? Like I already had COVID once. Um, and uh, luckily I was, it wasn't severe. Um, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to get vaccinated. What else am I like? Why not? And (laughs) it was, um, if you want to know, join the new world, you got to get vaccinated. Um, and, um, minor aches, especially like in the arm, uh, fatigue the next day, grogginess. Like if you had like a hangover grogginess, Mm -hmm. uh, and just kind of like, you know, for that one day, I was just very tired. Uh, but I wasn't like sleeping the whole day either. You know, I still went out my day, did what I had to do. Um, and then at night I had like a slight um, uh, fever and then it just went away. But I don't think it was for more than an hour because it didn't feel long. It wasn't like the whole night. And that was it. I mean, but as far as what's going on down here, they're saying mask, mask on again. Right. Mask yeah. up. I uh, uh, mask up, get vaccinated, all that shit. Yeah, so. I uh, I got an email. I was at work yesterday, and I w- back when I lived in the Los Angeles area, I I had uh, I I signed up for uh, some coupons, which uh, mm. um, would come to me through the LA Weekly uh, uh, web web newsletter. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would screenshot the coupons and take it to the place. Well, I still get those L.A. Weekly newsletters. And then I was on my phone and then it says, oh, mask going back on the 16th mm-hmm. uh, at uh, 11.59 p.m., you know, so mandate. specific. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. an indoors. So people people were out at the out at the bar and then they're like, oh, ding, 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 ding. You got one minute. Yeah. <laughs> do you the the social distancing thing go back into effect if you put masks back on like is it going to be restaurants at capacity and all Mm -hmm. those things too which uh that's craziness see look this is what i'm this is what i'm thinking uh oh this is what they're saying um possible second uh, lockdown but to be honest i don't think uh the economy keep could keep doing this shit so I think it's like we're probably going to have to power through this second strain uh, through whatever's going on. Maybe not a second lockdown because I don't, I don't think that – I don't know. Do you guys see that happening again? No, uh, I, no I, can, I, I can't. No? I couldn't see – not a complete lockdown like they did before no, where no. everything – where you wake up the next day and then everything's the streets are empty, you know, and you don't know what's yeah, going yeah. on. And then I show up at work and – they're like, okay, they let everybody go except for, you know, you mm-hmm. five people. And I'm like, well, well great, you know. <laughs> so, no, I don't think that they could do it again, you know. It's, no, he said what he said was the number one thing. The economy is what really hurt from this whole thing. And the economy is still hurting. Things are still not back to normal. So, yeah, I don't think they yeah. could shut it back down like that again. And I, I kind of to – okay, so you go to – Carmen works at a hotel right now mm-hmm. that has a restaurant. She works in the restaurant at the hotel. They're always packed all the time. They don't even have enough staff to feed the people, right? Everybody, we live in a vacation town. Now that people get to vacation, everybody's out. And now, like, I I saw that Las Vegas, they, they're instituting, you know, masks back on the inside. All these mm-hmm. vacation places are like, oh, shut the gates, you know, we... <laughs> We can't do this anymore. So it's like you you held people in for so long, you know, and now they're they're clamoring to get out. You know, flights are expensive. All the hotels are booked up 100%, and they're still running with minimal people because they lost so much money last year. 
So I, it's kind of I kind of feel like because they shut everything down, it made everything today worse. Right? Oh, absolutely. This <laughs> is uh, especially the hospitality industry is one of the industries that I hit oh, the yeah. hardest. So, yeah, you, we're definitely suffering still. You drive around in the city, all these restaurants, not hiring, mm-hmm. fast food, restaurants, uh, dining restaurants, you know, all kinds of uh, food establishments are like now hiring, now hiring, now hiring. Mm-hmm. So it's like the demand is there. You know? Well, everybody's um, people are trying to figure out why is there such a shortage in hospitality workers? And it's like it's either people decided to choose a different profession because they saw what was going on and the hospitality industry was the one getting affected so negatively. Yeah. It was either that or a lot of people still on unemployment. I like to see the change when that unemployment let up in supposedly mm-hmm. September, what the difference will be then. Yeah. Well, see, you got a point there. Um, through this pandemic, maybe people started to rethink things. Uh, maybe they don't want to go back to certain jobs because it's so sketch right now still. Yeah. Like there's like this false sense of like security, but yeah. Who the fuck knows where we're going to be in five months. You get me? So mm-hmm. they kind of want to like maybe uh, seek something that's more concrete. Not, not like walking on eggshells kind of shit. Um, yep. But you know what? I don't think it's going to get to that point. I just think that, um, it's like people that got let go from their jobs because of this shit. And then they're, they went on employment and they've been waiting to go back to work at the same fucking place. And I was talking to my mom about this shit. And I was like, look, I've worked in the kitchen for a while. When I left Catalina Island, I did something completely different. I didn't go back into the kitchen because I told myself, I need a break from that shit. And, uh, I wanted to look for a job that didn't necessarily want me to work weekends. I needed Monday to Friday weekends off. And in the kitchen, it's always like you're, you're work off weekends. Tuesday. Yeah, you're off Tuesday and then you're off Thursday. And uh, oh, you're off Monday and then you're off Friday. Like it's just and it's all <laughs> seniority when it comes to weekends off. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to take a break from this shit because I need something stable. Uh, yeah. I, I need my schedule to be the same every week because uh, uh, it's also I had just my first kid. So I had to I was trying to be there, you know, more. And um, and I told my mom, you know what? All these people are waiting to go back to their old jobs, but it's scary to leap into something new, something you don't know. But sometimes you have to do that shit. It's just start off with something you've never done. And yeah. I think once you do once you do that, you develop that uh, versatility and you 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 actually even if you don't stay there and you don't make it, you 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 learn from that. So it's like stop waiting for your old job and just do something fucking new. You might even get a new job that pays you even more. Who knows? Yeah, you never you, so, you never actually know what's on the other side of that that journey, you know. Um like yeah, yeah, no go for it. No, yeah, I, it's it's kind of like uh, Carmen's been toying with this idea to kind of get out. I think she's got a a, a friend who uh, also works in kitchens, and she was like, "Oh, the people are too rude right now. Everybody, you know, they're too rude." And so she started to do like a, a housekeeping service, you know, something completely different than what she was doing before. And I was like, "I need to get out of the kitchens for a while and just, you know, see something new," you know? Yeah. Yeah, but so uh, what you're saying definitely resonates with me because I want to get out of the kitchen and do something different, but I've never done anything different. So uh, it's a little bit nervous to do something mm-hmm. I've never, to it's, try it's, something it's, completely it's, new. It's nerve-wracking. I mean, yeah, the nerves are there. Uh, yeah. This might be the perfect time for it because people are paying so much. Because mm-hmm. my whole thing is, if I start over in a new, completely new profession, a completely new thing, I'm going to mm-hmm. be probably making... The minimum wage and i've already worked my ass yeah. off to make a good amount of money per hour but if i start over completely new with zero skill in that field i'm going to be starting off mm-hmm. minimum wage so i oh, think yeah. right Definitely. now would probably be the best way to go about it because everyone's paying so much because they're so short-handed so you could probably get mm-hmm. in there at a higher amount yeah yeah but if, you, if you're like very confident where you are as and what you do but i get it you're kind of probably getting tired of that shit as well 
then keep doing your thing. But what I'm, what my point was that for people that were out of jobs and they were like, well, I'm not, I don't have a job and I'm not getting any unemployment. I don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, you got to go do something it's like, different. It's just go do something new. <laughs> just go. <laughs> right. like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to get your first paycheck. Um, you may not pass your probation, whatever. It's just, mm-hmm. Actually, I, I, I took a leap and I went to this other job and I did not pass the probation, bro. Really? Because I, I, I didn't. It, you had to keep making consistent quotas mm-hmm. every day. Oh, man. That job was like, it doesn't matter if you've been there six years. Mm-hmm. You don't make your quota. It's like you might as well just start looking for another job. Right. And I was there for a cool minute. But in the end, it was like, you know what? This is not for me. This is not for me. The money was good. Very good. But it's like. It was a union job, and I'm like, it was good, but to me, the work balance was horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Horrible. 12 hours one day. The next day, they want you to come in at 4 in the morning. Uh, eight hours, and then you never knew how much you were going to do. So yeah. there's always overtime. Um, to me, money is important. And it makes life comfortable, but it's not important enough to where I'm like literally mentally fucking drained because I'm always at work. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like, it's not worth it, you know? And it's it just depends on who you are. Like, if, if all your, if your whole life is just your job, it's like, it's, it's not a healthy way to live. And, it, and it's been shown scientifically, it's not healthy for your mind. Right. Not even healthy for your body. Like, and, um, like I said, the money is important, but to me, it was like, is it really this worth it to be working like this and not necessarily be happy? But it's just like, <laughs> when it starts to get in the in the way of like, when I see my kids, I'm just too drained. Too drained to do anything about it. And, yeah. and, and I'm not even really there with them. I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that, you right. know, because I want to be there fully. So what I'm having is that they let me go, uh, but I stuck it out. Like I wasn't going to quit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to start kind of fucking off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they let me go. So mm-hmm. it gives me time to get another job or uh, go into an employment, which didn't really work out for me. And um, I had given up and all of a sudden it came in out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like i had just given up i started looking for jobs and shit mm-hmm. um and it sucks because I, w- I was gonna go back to the kitchen actually right um because you can always find think, a job in the kitchen dude i was gonna go work at this old folks home but i uh that place has a history with my family my brother worked there my sister worked there my niece worked there or she works there um and i was gonna go in the kitchen Cause my sister's like, Hey, we, they need people in the kitchen. Go, go try it. Go, go do, go, go apply. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I did. And everything went great. Like they, they're like, okay, we're going to give you this much money. And I'm like, I literally looked there. I'm like, <laughs> right. And she said a price. I'm like, uh, can you go a little higher? Uh-huh. And she's like, look, well, you do have the experience. So let me talk to my boss. And uh, I'm like, look, if you get me this much, I guarantee you a year. No excuses. Right. Won't miss a day uh, unless I get sick or I really have to. Mm-hmm. If you can give me this price, she said, oh, okay, yeah. And they called me. They're like, yeah, we agree with the price. Never got the job because I went to go do the background check. And it had, I don't know what's going on with this, with the background check place. I was left on pending. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we're so sorry. I don't know what's going on. You're not the only one that this is happening to. We have two applicants that for different departments that they, for some reason, they're not clearing their, their background check. I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I don't know what's going on with your guys' uh, you know, the administrative side of it, but 
I mean, you guys need people, and then this is happening. Like, <laughs> you guys should really fix that. You know, it's like you, you already really try to fix that. I haven't failed. You you know, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just a pending guy, right? <laughs> yeah, and then I, and then I even joked around with him because I was calling him like, so has it gone through? Gone through. You know, and I even joked around. I was like. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to think you guys don't want to hire me because I ask for too much money and you want to see who's going to do it for, for less. That's true too, yeah. And I started <laughs> to think that I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> it could be a possibility. You know what's pending I, is this wage he wants, you know? <laughs> that's very so I'm true. Like, Man, I'm like, eh, fuck you. Whatever. I'll move on. It's all good. Um, but I think that way because I'm like, hmm. No, companies are shady like that. They're like, if they can find somebody else to do it for less, they will. Right. Well, what's the what's the average that uh, a cook? I don't know if you know this information or not. I believe I was talking to Haley, and she kind of know a little bit. But uh, what is the average amount that a cook, just a line cook, would get paid in one of the, the nice restaurants in um, California? To be honest, eighteen to nineteen, possibly twenty. That's not bad, but I mean, I guess for California, it's not good. But see, no, but see, this is the thing where I applied. I was just going to be a, a prepper dishwasher mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got them to pay me uh, 1850. Right. They agreed on 1850, but yeah. they're like, okay, you know what? Um, we'll give you that, but you're going to have to kind of do some prepping. I'm like, I'm fine with that. That's cool. And they're like, you know what? It's not really hard here. We, we just cater to like 60 people here. I'm like, cool. Yeah, you can be okay <laughs> with that too, right? Cool. <laughs> and like, um, they're like, what days do you want? I, I want mornings. Uh, I like to start early. I like to get off early. What days? I'm like, no, whatever. I don't really care about the days, but I would like some like weekends if possible. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. Sign me up. But see, that's the thing. Like, I think that's what I'm telling you. They probably got somebody else to do it cheaper because they're like, man, this guy's acting cheaper. He said, I'll work whatever you want. How much you want to pay me? That's okay. He's he's basically going to get paid for like, you know, like one of these chefs are. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, but um, they agreed to it. You know, they didn't say no. Um, And they they were hurting. They were hurting too. Mm -hmm. As far as employees. Um, I mean, yeah, sometimes you gotta bite the bullet. Because um, there's one thing I, I I remember hearing this like random. I don't know where it even came from, and it's very true. That's why I was like, if you give me this prize, I will give you a year. Right, guaranteed. Because I there was a saying that I don't know where I heard it from, but it's not what you deserve; it's what you can negotiate. And ever since I heard that, I'm like, huh. Makes a lot of fucking sense. Yeah, that <laughs> that's caused problems in my world a bunch of times. It's, that's very true. It's not what you're worth; it's what you can negotiate. So, like, exactly. if you if you working in restaurants and then people get a whiff of how much you're getting paid, like, I just don't mm-hmm. feel like if I'm working with somebody and they're getting paid more than me, I don't look at that person and I'm like, uh, fuck her. Why is she getting paid more? That's not fair. Why is he getting? It's like no, they negotiated better than me. Exactly. It's that and simple. That's, that's I didn't true. negotiate yeah. as good as they did. And like, I'll- you don't, yeah, like growing up, you don't, I, I didn't think about it that way. And even uh, growing up, like, you know, you start working and you don't ever think about it that way. So you go to a, a job and your first jobs, and then they're like, this is where you're going to get paid. And you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Because you don't know. You don't well, have you're just happy to get there. the job. Yeah, exactly. But once you start to get like your second, third job, that's when you're like, it's, and it also depends if you stay in the same profession or job or whatever you want to call it, career. That's when you can go negotiate more. But if you can negotiate with other jobs that you have no experience, that's a little harder. But, I mean, you can make it work. You could even say, like, well, look at my resume. Look at my how many years I've worked here. So I'm reliable. You can make it work. But, I mean, to be honest, it's very true. It never hurts to ask. Because when I had that interview, all I had to do was ask. Yeah, well, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that <laughs> employers do 
is they'll ask, they'll say, hey, how much do you get paid right now? And you'll say 15. Lying, okay, I'll lying. pay you 15.50. And so many young people get caught by that. Then when they get there and everyone's making 18 and they making 15.50, they're like, why are you making so much? Because he offered you 50 cent more than what you already got paid. And you took it like a dummy. Congratulations. You just played yourself. <laughs> I remember somebody, I think my sister told me this because my sister works for HR. She's yeah, she works for HR where she's at. She's like, you know what? Just lie to them. Like, don't even tell them exactly what you got paid at your other job. They might not even call your employer. It's just well, they can't. Like, I don't think can. they yeah, they, they can't, can't ask, ask that, that anyway. No, no. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. So then I'm like, oh, okay. So like, I'm like, okay. She's like, yeah. Just tell them you were getting paid like above minimum wage. Um, and they might be able to match it, or they might not even not. They might not be able to. But don't don't tell them exactly what you got paid and on me i'm like well i don't want to lie i want to be honest you know right. i don't <laughs> me, like you know like, i'm gonna have to I live with to... this if i lie to you yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna come to work every day and i'll be like oh i didn't yeah. tell them the truth about how much i make yeah yeah, yeah. and then they're gonna like look at me and oh that's the guy that's lying got more money you know but <laughs> stupid but then i'm like man no nah, i can't that's that's a dumb way to think about it like and then that's when my sister kind of laughed. And she's like, "You don't check on that shit. Like, just, just trust me. I know what I'm talking about." Right. I'm like, "Okay, cool." I'm like, "Yeah, it works. It works. Don't don't tell them you were getting this much because then uh, they're gonna fucking want to match it or give you quote more than that, which is probably be like what fifty cents more, <laughs> maybe if a dollar if you're lucky. But um, it's shady. It's shady out there. You gotta be. You gotta." think about what you're gonna say because uh, these companies are shady as fuck they want to do it's it all a game cheap. yeah it's all a game they just want to get more and and, and give less so you kind of have to be ridiculous with it i guess you can say see see what so lately like i'm an employee right now so lately i've been like that like uh if i get an interview for a job and they tell me one thing they tell me one thing and it's another. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You told me one thing. Now it's another. I don't agree to that. You told me I was going to get the shift. Oh, that well, that wasn't us. That was the guy that I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, this is what I asked for. And I, I turned it down. Mm -hmm. like, right now I'm at this point where I'm just turning shit left and right because if it's not worth it to me, I'm not going to waste my time. Like, oh, we're going to give you this. Can you do more? No, no. Okay. Thank you for your time. I just stopped. I just don't even proceed with that shit. <laughs> no um, i don't well, at I'm least that's interested. honest you know like yeah. yeah i'm not interested in being the star team team member <laughs> i, I just want to yeah, do the I mean, bare minimum and leave <laughs> yeah and i'm just like nah man i'm that's okay like right now i'm at a point where i can probably like i shouldn't be but uh uh kind of like uh refuse offers because mm -hmm. like i said out of nowhere fucking stupid us unemployment finally gave me my shit <laughs> mm -hmm. like i had already given up and all of a sudden they're like calling me and interviewing me and so what happened in your last job this is what happened she's like well this is just to see if you still qualify or we're gonna disqualify i was like at this point you can disqualify me if you want excuse my language i haven't gotten shit from you guys so it wouldn't really matter to me um i think like a week later i got my card and like whatever it was deposited like uh, the money was already there so so i'm like all right cool this is unemployment, right? This is how it is. This is how it feels to be unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird, but it doesn't feel that bad. <laughs> it doesn't. Like I'm all right. I'm cool. I'm chilling right now. Like my rent is good. My kids got money. You know. I think it's time to kick back and relax a little bit. And I don't feel one bit guilty about it. You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to feel guilty about it. Yeah, because it's funny because the, the mother of my children goes like, you're not busy. What do you do? I'm like, well, you know what? I got other shit to do that I do. It's not like I'm just like here all day not doing shit. You know, I clean. <laughs> I, do yard, I do yard work. You know, I run errands. You know, I do favors for my mom. You know. Uh, There's things to do. Yeah. You ever, see the, like, you ever see the movie yeah. About a Boy with Hugh Grant? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. It's a, it's called about a boy. It's got Hugh Grant in it, and it's got Nicholas Holt, who's the guy that played B 
Beast in like the newish uh, X Men movies. Uh, yeah, and uh, basically Hugh Grant, his character in the movie, he he doesn't do anything. He doesn't have a job. He's basically he's rich because his father wrote a Christmas song. And so he just lives off he lives off that money and the royalties the, the royalties of that one song and uh he basically goes through how he fills his time. He's like I you know I got to go get my haircut that's half an hour. I go play pool for an hour, watch you know game shows for you know 2 hours, you know. <laughs> I, I he's like I don't understand how people, you know, can have a job. You know, he got all this <laughs> other stuff to do. <laughs> like where do you fit a job in? So you know, man, it wouldn't be. But if I didn't have a place to go to, I'd have to have a place to go to, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't be yeah. unemployed. When we first moved here, I couldn't. I didn't have a job for a month, and it drove me crazy. Like I was like, "What do I? What am I supposed to be doing?" Well, you know? Yeah. Well, when you're constantly hustling and you've been employed for so long, it's like, yeah, you stop to look around. And you're like, "What the fuck do I do?" Mm-hmm. Like. I'm not in the system right now. I'm not necessarily contributing to society. So what the fuck do I do with my life? You live it, right? So right. live your life. Because <laughs> when you have a job, you're doing something that systematic mm-hmm. that needs to be done. Well, you're um, going to have to get back to work soon enough. So just enjoy it exactly. while, while you can. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have I'm fun with write, it. And, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to ride it till the wheels fall off. And then, <laughs> you know, back to it, you know. There's been people on be unemployment like, over a year now, still riding the wave. I don't know if I can do that. Like, I think I will time. start feeling. See, the problem with me is I will have I will start feeling guilty. Like, like what the fuck am I doing? Like, I got to do something now. Like, you have to be. <laughs> some people they just don't give a fuck, you know. Um, yeah, but, some people are okay with not working. Um, I think I'll I'll be okay. I'll I'll do three five months. I don't know if I can do a year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can do a year. Um, but, but yeah, shit. So the wheels fall off, and then get back to it. But like, I hear what you're saying, Kirk. Like it's, ins- it's like, what do you do? Especially if you're used to doing so much or being at work for long hours and shit. Like, right. What do you do? Like you were you were talking about uh, that union job that you were doing. Whenever I the job that I actually did get, whenever you know we got here i i was like kind of in the same situation you at i at least worked a 10 hour day you know monday through friday um like i knew the days i was going to work but i never knew like what time i was going to get off and then like if i had 20 orders for the next day then i'd have to show up Mm -hmm. at you know six in the morning and you know like oh i gotta get up at six and then maybe carmen had the night off and I would be like, well, I can't really do it too much for you because I got to, you know, go, I got to go to work at six. And so, and I was super stressed out all the time. And it's that work life, you know, balance where like, how do you, let me ask you something. You were dreaming about work, right? (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. You would dream about your fucking work. Yeah. And you, and then you wake up and you thought you went to work already. I'm like, oh shit. I was just dreaming about work. Yeah. I still need to go to work. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm serious. Like that's how it was. Like with jobs like that are very long hours and uh-huh. very like demanding. It just like, takes you up your life. Yeah. You dream about work. Right. Like that's what I'm telling you. It's not. It's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. You know, you can have all the overtime in the world, but you know, at the at the end of the day, like you said, I. I 40 hours you know you work more than that you're you become less productive you know exactly it's true it's true um hey do you recall that one time that you had to go wake me up oh yeah in my room oh yeah so uh you (laughs) i can't remember what happened you were used to working uh you you were used to working mornings because you were the dishwasher and then you had to work i think you were training for salad bar or something I can't yeah, remember. Some, yeah, I think it, so. Yeah. It was like a weird thing. And so you were off. And then I knock on your door. and I took a nap you took on a my nap break. On your break. Yeah. yeah. Because you had like a nice four-hour break. Yeah. Two, four. Yeah. I was. Oh, no. Oh, no. We, we lost. Oh. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I had an incoming call, so. Oh. Um. We can't hear you, Johnny. 
Johnny, we can't oh, hear you. Break. There you go. And you came to work. Are you there? Nope. <laughs> Give me a second. You're going to lose me. Okay. Oh, I the J's look pretty cool. You think J is a cool letter? <laughs> I like J as a letter because it's it's the same shape, you know. Sure. Like, are you there? can you hear us? Can you yeah. hear? Us? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, you you took a break, and you 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 took a nap, and then uh, I think Fred was working dinner, and. I, I maybe I was the salad bar guy. You were the dishwasher. I th- believe that's what it was. And I come knocking on your door, and, and I was like, Johnny, you know, come on down. You you know, you got to work. And you're like, man, it's only you know four in the morning. I don't work until seven. And I was like, what do you mean you don't work for seven? Our, our shift is over at eight. Like, <laughs> and then like. Dude. 15 minutes later you come down and you're like oh i don't understand what i didn't know what happened i thought you were messing with me you thought i woke you up at four in the morning to say you need to go to work um i'm sorry guys i keep getting phone calls um may have I have to just cut it like right now <laughs> i keep getting phone calls that's all right uh, Person stalking, stalking. <laughs> Johnny got a stalker. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I keep. That's all right. We'll wrap it up, man. Well, this is a always a good episode. Always nice talking to Johnny. Um, thank you guys for listening to the Sweet Gravy Podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, please go to sweetgravypod at gmail dot com. And if you uh, want to check us out on any streaming services or on YouTube, we're there as well. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Pleasure. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Have a good one, Johnny. You too, brother. No problem. <laughs> Bye-bye.